Can you please put ands between your count? It really helps me. I mean, who doesn't... Well, what percussionist doesn't subdivide? I'm looking subdivide? at the timer, and I'm counting with the seconds timer, so I'm not thinking in beats. Well, you should be, if you're a percussionist. Uh-huh. Unless you want to argue that you shouldn't be. I'd like to hear that. I'd subscribe to a podcast with that on. <laughs> you might. You might. Hello, friends, neighbors, relatives. Welcome to the Dulcimer Geek Podcast. Hi. <laughs> Hi, neighbor. Hello. Hidely, hodely, neighborly, odely. Friends. Who else is here? Friends, relatives, neighbors, countrymen. Who was it who said, keep them cards and letters coming in? Was that uh, Hank Sr.? Oh, I have no idea who that is. Yeah, I've got no What are you talking idea. about? It's an old-time radio. It's an old-time radio thing. It might have been the Grand Ole Opry or something. Keep them cards and letters coming in. Oh, nice. Oh. Uh, so keep your suggestions coming in. Oh, yeah. And thank you to... You know, if we have no fans left, I think we still have Anne in Australia, and that makes yeah, me that's proud. Awesome. Yeah. So, the, thanks. The thing that keeps us international. <laughs> I think we'd all like to go down there, but that flight. Yeah. Oh, that flight. Oh, it's, ex- it's a long time. It's long and expensive. Yeah. We're all sitting in front of instruments today. Indeed. So thanks to those who have suggested we do that, and we think maybe we have gotten the uh, technical part of that worked out. Hope so. Possibly. Yeah. So what's everybody been working on? Who wants to go first? You go. Tell us, Aaron. Okay. So um, every month I I record something new for Patreon, just about. What a great thing. And um, yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Thanks, patrons. Um, But... uh, a few months ago, we were we were on a walk, Dan, with your son, his wife, and our wives. Um, we have multiples, <laughs> right? <laughs> each each singular. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, and we don't share. Yeah, and, <laughs> this is get all it clear. <laughs> True story. Um, yeah. So we. We walked by this house that was for sale, and we stood by, checked it out for a while, and there were these wind chimes there. And most wind chimes are are pretty terrible. If you listen closely, they're not in tune, and wind generally has no sense of rhythm. But but these wind chimes were doing something kind of interesting. They were going like... In the key of C. And uh, and Nikki made this comment like, "Hey, that's that's actually kind of cool. Do you think you could make a song out of that?" And so that's been my project for the last few months. Yes, I I just want to tell that story from my standpoint. What I heard. Hey Dan, my husband's so cool. He can write a song based on almost anything. Like, how about those wind chimes, Aaron? Could you write a song on that that's cooler than any song anyone else has ever written ever before? And Aaron's like, "Yes." <laughs> That's Dan's at security speaking. <laughs> Special guest on the show today. What was that? That was like Minnie Mouse or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the wives. <laughs> Dan, I've never heard Sorry. you do that before in all the years I've known sh- you. Let's Should I never do that again? I don't know. Think about it. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, uh, Nikki will never hear that. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's never going to listen to the show, right? Yeah. 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 But 
But to all you <laughs> listeners out there, that's not how my wife sounds. <laughs> and, and that's not at all what she said. Not, and by the way, I don't think I encourage any of my family or friends to listen to this show. I really don't talk about it much because I just assume they not listen. But um, dulcimer friends, I'm all for that. But I mean, just like normals. You know what I'm talking about? I. I'm a little. Does your normals. mom listen though? Normals. You just referred to a group of people <laughs> as normals. Wow, I want to join that group. That sounded elitist. No, 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 no. Dulce. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> Dulcimer people. I think we we're okay, but I don't want like my cousin Ricky to listen to this podcast. He'll think I'm nuts. Ricky, if you're Shout listening, out to Ricky, put down that phone. <laughs> so, what about the chimes? What's going on with the chimes? Yeah, go. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so this little pattern. <clears throat> that's actually closer to what it was that second time. And eventually, that turned into something like this. Uh, and sitting with it, what was it? Uh, That's that cool. was the kind of the the central theme that I came up with it. the 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 challenging thing for me for me was um, that this is those chimes seem to like the key of C. Um, oh, I'm yeah, I'm tuned D A D capoed at the third fret with a one and a half, and six so, and a half, eight and a half, thirteen and a half. Yeah, the yeah the one and a half doesn't really matter here because but the I'm eight and a half. at the third fret. Yeah, the eight and a half comes in play, but this B part that I worked up is uh, something like this. Um, <laughs> what was what that? What was that? It was a C sharp. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that That's was. That's awesome. <laughs> Dan's like, I'm going to ruin this song in the chime. <laughs> I forgot I retuned it. <laughs> so, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> That's all right. So, um, so what I'm doing there, I'm barring uh, with my pinky the sixth fret, and I'm reaching all the way up to the tenth fret with my index finger. I'm on a short scale instrument, only a 25 inch, so that's a little bit more doable but recording this yesterday oh. uh was was a little bit of a bear wow um, i think i've i've talked before on this podcast about three days is kind of the magic window for me if i don't play very much in those three days um uh my hands get i think you're right it's like yeah and then it usually takes about three days uh to it seems up. to be the well, same I, for me yeah well, I just got back in town from California, and I took a few days off from playing, and then I was, I had, I already had the song arranged, and I, I knew what I was going to do, so I wasn't, I wasn't too stressed about it. But then, um, in the catching up, the three day window of getting back into the groove, um, uh, I, I had one good day of practice, and I didn't want to overdo it because it's, it's easy to do that in that first day, and. And especially with the technical stuff that's going on there with barring with the pinky, almost the entire song yeah. is barred. Um, and 
but maybe I, I pushed a little bit more than I should have. Anyway, yesterday I didn't I didn't do much practicing at all. I wasn't feeling good. Had other stuff I had to get caught up on. Um, as a result of being out of town, and so uh, recording yesterday, doing take after take of each part, uh, I was Steve. Was it you who said that you that you had overdone it? using your barring with your pinky at one point and you couldn't use it yeah like for... in 1993 or something or four or f- yeah so <laughs> I, I barred well, with my pinky um and i remember thinking no pain no gain and it's like i blew it out or something i could still use the pinky to play individual notes but barring created an amazing pain in my hand and it took over two years for that pain to go away and i remember a doctor telling me uh, no pain, no gain doesn't work real well with your pinky in that <laughs> context. You know, he he yeah. just said it's easy to screw screw that finger up. I don't know if that's true, yeah, but I lived it. You know, so that story stuck with me. That's anecdotal like hyper evidence. Aware Dan. It. It, well, it it doesn't matter. I I felt I felt the fatigue happening, and I just decided uh, I'm I'm. I'm not pushing this and I would get up and I would take at least a 15 minute break, come back and try and be hyper aware of my hand position, any tension in my hand and uh, how my pinky was curved. If I was putting it to the side, using good ergonomics for the bar, but it's hard to record when you can't really get into the groove of it. Hmm, No doubt. Sure. Uh, You should be settling into playing with the click. So, um, so I spent a whole lot of time last night editing <laughs> this track. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I've been working on. Well, you Is know, it going the, out today? Yep. The whole warm-up thing. Absolutely will. Um, one thing I've been doing with my pinky in particular is when I know it's not ready, I actually put it in place, but I don't press enough to get a good sound. You know, you'll actually hear it thunk or buzz or whatever, and I just decide I'm okay with that for a while. You know, I... I mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can warm up quicker with the pinky if I start off that way. I mean, there's a meme pop. There's a popular meme right now, Steve. Uh, seen it on Facebook multiple times. M E M E M E M E because I couldn't comment without being really mean. And the meme says, "Pain is only weakness leaving the body." And every oh, that's time, not true at all. Oh, I know. <laughs> and it shows a picture of somebody running up a hill or trying to lift too much weight. And every time I see that, I think, no. <laughs> and if you have any brains at all, you'll recognize that this yeah. is a stupid idea. You've got to really manage the different situations that involve pain. Some of them, you know, you can push. Other things, not at all. Like if you stick a needle into your eyeball and it hurts, you should stop. You know, you but, shouldn't have done that to begin with. There's though. lots of weakness leaving the body, <laughs> right? So and brain cells. Aaron mentioned. I mean, you guys, I, I, the Patreon thing is intriguing to me. It sounds like Aaron's been releasing a new thing every month. Dan, you mentioned yep. you were interested in maybe doing something on Patreon. I've got an account on the there that I'm I've never on. used, but I'm. In, I I like the idea <laughs> of. Um, a schedule of releasing tracks. That's very appealing to me as, as, as someone who can't seem to get anything done as far as a CD, you know. Well, I, well that, that, that's how you were treating Concert Window for a while. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, yeah, I would be saying it was to motivate you. To, and and to, it did uh, help a little bit. Some new yeah. stuff. 
Yeah. So what were what were some new things that came out of concert? Very right little. But I'll tell you the okay. thing that came out of it was, um, I would go deep catalog. <laughs> I mean, I would go back to something that I hadn't played in a long time, and if I couldn't remember how I used to do it. I found it wasn't so hard to just come up with a new way of doing that old thing. Um, I found myself winging it on some melodies. Uh, not happy birthday, but just for an example. I'd take a melody like that that I've known my whole life that I haven't ever really performed and just go ahead and play, play it. It was almost like a combination of a performance rehearsal a little bit. There were some times when I just got on there and improved only without really thinking of a pre-existing melody. And part of me says, don't do that in front of people. But it was really good. Hmm. I just I like this idea that we could have some type of broadcast where it encourages us on a regular basis to do something. So I'm glad you're doing it. Well, I, I think that the uh, that this podcast can... That does can a similar do thing to you. I think you're right. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Uh, I, well, with Patreon, I mean, one of the things that I've that I've been really realizing um, and appreciating a lot in the last year is just how many uh, compositions I don't think would ever have. Oh, you're right. Uh, really happened, or or I don't think I ever would have called them done. You got some serious output, and, uh, and you're calling them done because you yeah. have to post them. Exactly. It, it, when there's no incentive to record, mm-hmm. it's really easy to yeah. to think of everything as being in the works. Yeah, and not yet perform all kinds when of you've unfinished it, stuff. Yeah, once you've recorded, uh, for me anyway, once once I've recorded something, even though I might make tweaks to it, I at least consider it performable. Yeah, in a set. So Dan, what's your uh, idea? Although I'm at oh. well, but Aaron, if you don't. If you don't practice it, are there some I, that's things that's actually exactly what I was going to say? Okay. Like there's, um, uh, I've been working on writing a partita, yeah. and I finished the fourth movement recently. It's uh, this little, the head for me is still the most challenging part. The um, uh, four movements of stuff like that's just one little one little part of it the fourth movement right now that's pretty good in in my fingers um the previous three movements not so much because you haven't <laughs> um, run yeah. them yeah yeah i've been practicing them and trying trying to get them back into into that kind of shape but even that little bit from uh from the fourth movement, when I recorded it, I could play. I had worked it so that I could play it a, a good bit faster. Yeah, well, and, not a correction, but more of an elucidation. It's, it's not them that you're trying to get back in shape. It's you. You're trying to keep in shape for that kind of thing. And I think for a professional musician, it's like a professional athlete. If you you have to be, you have to constantly be training. Yeah, you know, if you want to be able to do, especially as you're doing more. As you become really competitive, and that's not what this is about, but for a piece that's that complicated, 
Oh. Well, not so much a correction, but what? he said professional musician, and I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really mean that, though. I mean, oh, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, but well, the time you got to be able to. When, when we talked about uh, on the New Year's Eve episode, I mentioned this exactly, that I've spent, I routinely spend more time trying to work on stuff I can't do and not reinforcing the things like that yes. I have covered. And I see the value in spending more time on the things that you've all that you can do. But it, it's a balance you can do that you've worked up. It's a balance yeah, that I, depends I on a context. Because sometimes as a professional, you might spend two weeks doing something professionally you needed to do that has nothing to do with this hard stuff. So when you get out, you oh, say, yeah. "I got to give myself five <laughs> days, and I got to do a little bit every day." And which is being a professional, yeah. <laughs> recognizing that part of it as well. <laughs> you know, that's all part of the deal. You just there's a lot to balance, and I think the the Patreon thing. This mm-hmm. uh, goes. I think David Wilcox was 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 prophetic. <clears throat> it was 15 years ago, and I mean, way prior to all this stuff, when he said, it's, "We're going to get to a time when we won't make any money off of albums." Mm-hmm. He said, "We're gonna. People are just gonna have to, are going to want to. There will be some way that develops of supporting artists directly, right? Uh, and we're almost there. Patreon's a good part of that. Yeah. It may just be a wave. It might be a wave that goes away and something else takes its mm-hmm. place. But for now, it's an important thing. Well, I'm yeah. excited again. Absolutely, sweet. I'm excited. That's again. good. Huh? It also listen. It also the excitement." <laughs> That you have, Aaron, of getting your thing done once a month and what Steve said earlier about having completed something. Yeah. That used to, you used to get that same excitement when you thought about albums because you're like, I'm going to complete this album. Oh, yeah. Put the album out there and there's an opportunity to make, you know, half a year's income. Mm hmm. Doesn't work like that anymore. Nope. <laughs> it's like I just spent the income from last year making this, <laughs> making yeah. this album. Yeah. Well, you know, so this yeah. is a way. To still get that kind of output. Well, no, and I still get that kind of euphoric sense of completion every month, just about. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I wonder if we aren't losing a little bit the thematic album. Oh, yeah, totally. Because of that. Yeah, but you can still do that. I mean, but sometimes I bet you bands would put together a whole album. Really, they just grabbed a bunch of tracks, but later took credit for putting together an album (laughs) yeah yeah or what this thing means at a deeper level i mean sometimes i'm like pink floyd the wall that's pretty obviously a a concept album but many albums are not concept albums anyway right yeah some of my favorites are though yeah you know even still today right i appreciate it when a band does it i do too yeah it's a little riskier too because if you're just not into that concept you might be right yeah yeah. Well, yeah. I want to mention this. Jerry Rockwell. <laughs> uh, Jerry Rockwell, like three years ago, wanted to start. You know, he's had a music theory newsletter, I don't know, 20 years. I'm not sure. But he took a break from it, I think. I'm not sure. But I know about three years ago, he decided he's going to start doing it again once a month. And he has successfully, on time, pretty much released that every month for three years. And now he's nice. on Patreon, and when you sign up with Jerry, there's different levels. Um, but he yeah. said he's really been modeling a little bit of what <laughs> he's doing on Aaron, even though what he's doing is teaching, you know. But um, mm-hmm. 
He's he he was just telling me this week he really enjoys the consistency and the regularity of that kind of expression. Yeah. It's a good thing, for sure. As you as you approach, you know the the golden years, you appreciate regularity more than you. Oh well, could imagine. I'm a huge fan of consistency. <laughs> I think like Dan's Charlie talking Brown. about uh, yeah. So Dan, what uh, <laughs> there's something else Aaron's been working on. I got to ask him about. Well, you can ask it. He's he's right there. All right. Yeah. So Aaron does this thing that I can barely do. What is it? That, that sounded good. So that's the Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. Well, you yeah. gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't. It's, that's not it. Uh, but what? Uh, do the simple one. Yeah. So now yeah. you're doing a new version of that. Oh, the. Uh... The, yeah, could, what about? that first one you did, could you say the fret numbers? Well, I was, uh, okay, so I was doing that on an E major yeah. chord, so uh, from the bass to the melody string, eight, six and a half, five. And then, so I'm playing, I'm doing an in on all of those, and then playing an eight on the melody string. With an in also on the eight on the melody. With an out there, so it's in, 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 out. Right. And th- then after that, to go back down, I'm doing a pull off from eight back to five, and an out on six and a half, and an in on the eighth fret of the bass. Do that again. The six and a half on the middle, the eight on the base, those are both outs. Yeah. The eight on the base is an in because you're really? getting ready to go back the other direction. Because I got you. All right. Let me just try one time here. Okay. Yeah. So the trick is doing that super fast and clean and accurate. Yeah. Do that again, just like. Oh, <laughs> well, I can't do it. I'm still working on uh, repeating it at that speed. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, Aaron May, Sarah Morgan, and others, you have your homework. All right, and Dan, so Dan, what were you doing? Just alternating strokes, moving it Lucky. sideways. <laughs> yeah. And you can even double them. Hey, I'd like that, to that hear sounds you. Sounds like an odd chorus effect. Uh, interesting. You know yeah. what's fun? I think what is fun about Hammer Dulcimer is that even even something where you that that's I mean that's not easy to do. Easy to understand. This is what I'd like to see you do eventually. Yes. And is there a uh, on hammer dulcimer? No. On on mountain dulcimer, is there a way to get triplets in there to, on top of that? So if I was going, yeah, Aaron, you, you need you to do a, that every once in a while. Double your tempo. <laughs> well, it's not. Yeah, a, it's, right, it sounds yeah. like a double, but it's not. It's a triplet. Okay. So it's not a double, but it makes you think it is because it sounds faster. Well, actually, 
okay. So that that does change the context that I've been thinking about this sweep. I'm thinking about it as triplet triplet one. I've never heard a plectrum player do that. Might not be able to. I mean, uh, yeah. To get, yeah, get that, that would be cool. That would be really Aaron, awesome you can for do the dulcimer to hey. take it to take a step ahead of the electric guitar. Yeah, <laughs> it would have to be like a twitch part. almost. Yeah, I know. I think Aaron, you have your homework. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. All right, so. What have you been doing, Dan? I've been working on uh, odd time signatures. Yeah. On on harder time signatures and trying to write some stuff around that. And uh, so, Aaron, while you were setting up this morning, Steve, to get ready for the podcast, you heard me trying to convey to Aaron where this is going and Aaron trying to figure out how to play in five. People, People think... No, I can't say what people think. But I know that if you mention five to people, the thing that they mention back to you most of the time is, oh, like Dave Brubeck, you know, and they think take five. So that's one way of doing it. But I'm dealing with five, eight here as opposed to five, four. And I wondered whether or not maybe it was 10 uh, because where I'm coming from is just like you said, how did I do that pattern just a second ago? That was just mm-hmm. alternating. Well, if you just alternate, but you shift where you decide the one is, all of a sudden you're in another time signature. Mm-hmm. So I could go, I'll play. Are you still capo, Darren? Yeah. Can you undo that? Oh, yeah. Uncapo? Uncapo. Or, or is this where you would want to be? No, not necessarily. Okay, yeah. So let's say we're looking at D minor, and I go right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Well, there's not really a time signature there. It's just going from, from from D to A, right? But if I start going one, two, three, four, five, 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 one, two, three, four, five. Now all of a sudden I'm in five, eight. Or I could do one, two, three, four, let's see, one, two, 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 three, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, three. Hey Dan, could you count again but only count? And do it slower. For fives? Don't play. Just count and go slower. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, right. three, four, five. Because if somebody's seven, never heard of playing in five, you know, it's a little different. Yeah. Or for seven, you might think one, two, one, two, one, two, three. One, two, one, two, one, two, three. Which would count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like a... All right. Like a one, two, three, four. 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 I appreciate what you're trying to do. No, that's important. That's important. Yeah. So... So, you're not going to play alternating like that all the time. And I brought all that up. Excuse me, I got to Right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah. I brought all that up to say, like, when I was trying to tell Aaron where I wanted the pushes for this five, I said the easiest way I can explain it to you is just to have you go out, in, 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 out, mm-hmm. which is probably not the way you would play it. Mm-hmm. But it's a way to find the more complex beats. That's all I'm saying for the mm-hmm. podcast listeners. So <clears throat> the way I'm hammering it, I started, I've been looking for different ways of hammering these things so you can make them be melodic. 
So here's another way of doing that. I'm going to play right, right, left, left, right. You guys agree that equals five? You with me, Steve? Yeah. See. Right, right, left, left, right. Now, if I wanted to follow that same pa pattern of double, double, single, I'm now going to be leading with my left because that's where we are. So it'd be right, right, left, left, right, 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 left, left, right, left, left, right, right, left, right, right, left, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left. Two double strokes followed by a single stroke. Yeah, and then it alternates. <clears throat> Is easy to understand, but really kind of hard to do if you've never it's done it It's hard to do it smoothly. And yeah, so I posted that a month or so ago that I was practicing that stroke just to get that stroke up and then started turning it into a melody. And the melody, using that pattern, goes like this. That's the basis of it. Cool. I can't. Can you just? I mean, I'll try. I mean, that but, five thing. Yeah. Just try it. Oh no, I, I definitely will. Yeah. Okay. So remind me of the chords. Well, would you be willing? To, yeah. So we had D minor. Was it D minor? No, excuse me. It was D, major, D major, seven, major seven, A major seven, B minor, then an A major. But just so just can, for grins, could you do that out and out? Thing. If we do it slowly. Okay. Yeah. Even um, though you probably wouldn't play it like that. So in terms of chord voicings, do you prefer me to actually get those, like the D major 7 to the A major 7? Uh, for me to get those voicings, I would have to do it up high, because uh, I only have that G sharp what in do you this think? one place on the fretboard. <laughs> Otherwise, I can just give you the basics, what we'll pass for. Let's do it D. twice and try it both ways. Okay. okay. <laughs> what about, about what tempo? So, painfully slow for now. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, here we go. So, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, let's do that one more time. One, two, three, four, five. And the reason that you got off there <clears throat> is because I'm changing where the the emphasis is within those, and it makes it feel like six. No, suddenly I had to think about my chord. Oh, that what, too. What voicings yeah. I was no, but Dan's got a good point because when when the listener hears this, they don't necessarily they're not thinking five. They just hear this thing no, they're, happening. They're probably right. tapping where my foot is tapping. They might be tapping on uh, okay. one, two, three, and four. Who knows? So. I'm going to tap really loud for a second and listen to this. Hear that?
wish I was Isn't there. I hate being uh, two hours away. I know. Yeah. I wish you were here too. But is it, is it that? Yeah. Can you do it without me tapping so I can hear what you were doing? I'm amazed he was tapping. Four, five. Uh, hold on. Do that one more time. One, four, five. Interesting I like that, Aaron. Cool. <laughs> That's really that cool. carries over some chords. Uh, you kind of have to choose between whether you're going to hit some chords twice and three times, oh. and it carries over. No, it was three two uh, three two. What Aaron did, I think you you did three beats, two beats, three beats, two beats. It, yeah, you're right. It's almost so like some, Dan was doing fourteen or two. something. Or. Yeah, one two, one two. <laughs> That's one, cool. Two. Amen. One, two. You start it this time. <laughs> start at that tempo like you're playing in yeah, three. Yeah, there you and then go. I'll come in with there the five against it. Let's see. Okay. We, we might be arranging a song right now. So, <laughs> so it's Great, Steve. Yeah, that's neat. So, can we do that up to speed? Yeah, let's try it. All right, so I'll let you set so, the tempo like, again. <laughs> so, what is up to speed? Is it one? Da, 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 da. Well, I, I kind of want it to be pretty fast, but you know it's got that really difficult part coming yeah, up. Yeah, so Aaron, just double fast. the tempo. So, just double it. <laughs> you know what I would like to hear you do, Dan, is work up to being able to do triplets. <laughs> <laughs> So we get the sevens. Sure, but then can I go low? Sure. Just so I can hear. Can you quit hitting oh, your okay. foot, Dan? Sure. Okay. One, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, That's kind of the that's kind of the A part, and I think the structure of the song is going to be A A B A, and then probably one more, yeah A A B A, and then A A B A, 
And then it's going to play an A and then have this little thing where it walks down and lands on a B minor. And the B section is on B minor. So this is going to feel almost like it's going to the B section. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> you tap for me now. Okay. So. Is that a good speed? So and there's some of that stuff in there cool. to give you an idea where it's going. So it works back out of that and then it ends up again back in the sort of I like that. five. So that's that's what I've been working on. It's so yeah, hard to cool. get that smooth. A lot of metronome practice. Yeah, <clears throat> just showing it to Aaron a few minutes ago. We got the metronome out. If you don't, yeah, if you're not practicing with your metronome on difficult things, you're you're missing out. Maybe the most important part. I want to. I got to mention oh. something about that. I had a. This is like the sixth time somebody said this to me, but um, we in one of my three days. You know, I've been doing more metronome stuff in the three day intensives, and this lady came up to me afterwards and she said. But I'm concerned if I play with a metronome, I'm going to sound robotic. And we don't want to sound robotic, do we? And it got me thinking about how to respond to that. Did I say this in the last podcast? I can't remember. I don't think so. But I told her, um, you don't even know how to sound robotic right now. you know. And the real way to not sound robotic is to be able to sound robotic. you know. It's funny. I was yeah. thinking that when you said that, mentioned the problem. Yep. Um, I'd like to be able to sound robotic. I don't mm -hmm. think I can. But it's like we, yeah, we by by trying to get to that robotic thing. When we turn the metronome off, don't worry, you're not going to sound robotic. I mean, the people that complain about this are usually the people that just have decided they don't want to play with the metronome. And I get it; it's frustrating. It's uh, it's always it's telling hard. you you're wrong. Yeah, but um. This is, Speeds you know, no matter so how, <laughs> no matter how Stupid developed metronome. my timing gets, you know, when you're playing with a metronome and you realize you're, you're a little ahead or you're a little behind and you start to make a correction. Um, when mm -hmm. I'm playing with a student, we're both doing that. We're both making corrections. Usually they're making more drastic corrections. I'm making more subtle ones, but we're both still getting the same benefit out of that metronome. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm thankful for metronomes. If this was Thanksgiving, that would be my, uh, that's what I'm thankful for this year is metronomes. Yeah, just as a plug, uh, hold on, I'll be right back. I've been using a metronome app I like a lot lately, and I don't remember if it costs. Yeah, I think there was a free version and a pro version. I bought the pro version. Of which one? But. I'm trying, I'm trying to find the name. I think it's just called Metronome. Yeah, yeah. I, I brought the Pro recently also. Pro Metronome. <clears throat> What's really nice about it is uh, it allows you to tap on all the beats so you can set up a complex yes. beat. And you, make it, you can make it be loud, medium, soft, or off. Mm -hmm. And the way that this song that we just played has morphed started out with way more beats. Mm -hmm. Because I wanted to know what I wanted to emphasize with that right, right, left, left, right, left, left, right, right, left pattern as to where I wanted my melody to be, if that makes sense. What I want, because not every note, if every note is melody, when you play Hammer Dulcimer with a lot of notes, it's going to be really hard to listen to. 
Mm-hmm. So there's also yeah. um, I I don't have my phone with me, but there's another app I've been using that is a polyrhythm metronome, and it's pretty cool. I think I have that one too. Yeah. Uh, Met- but you know, yeah. once you bought the Pro Metronome upgrade for this one, Steve, yeah. one of the things it turns on is a polyrhythm generator. Yeah, I haven't looked at that yet. Yeah, if you swipe to the left, remember the thing that we've played with online before where you can have it do a, a, a beat and then take notes out of it? Yeah, Time the, Guru. The online thing? Yeah, so this thing has some functions like that built really? into it now. Yep, it's got a bunch of stuff where it will do a timed practice oh i noticed it'll down. it'll gradually get faster i believe if uh, you can tell. yeah my my favorite part of this <laughs> new metronome pro is um when i was working with wilma jensen she was playing pipe organ she would stop and look at me and say that's the perfect tempo so i would just take my metronome and save it with a name so when i the name. when i got home i could practice these tempos she had decided were exactly what she wanted and it was just great to just instantly save that stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second also. Because <clears throat> you're learning to play it at a speed more than you know. Right. Uh, that's Does it, Does that make sense? Say it the again, what? That? When, you're, when you practice at a speed, you're not just learning to play the song faster. You're learning to play the song at that speed. And faster or slower, it may not work out as well for you. There's different, you know, I've, about- especially with percussion, I think. But even with my right hand, the the That's sometimes it. on the slow tempo, I'm using more arm. On the faster tempo, yep. more wrist. The body, the mechanics mm. change of how you practice. That's right. So it's good to know. And you'll probably find that there's a tempo, and just like you find there's a key, and maybe there's just certain rhythms that you like more than others. Mm-hmm. I think you find those things and put a flag in them and go. I mean, every now and then you should explore. Yeah. Five four has been really hard for me. I'm I'm sitting here thinking I look like I kind of know what I'm doing on this podcast that we just did, but it didn't look like this three weeks ago. It was hard. I mean, it was sure. just hard. I didn't have the connections, and uh, I, there's no way I could have counted out loud and played at the same time. Mm-hmm. But over time, you practice with the metronome, you just get better at it. Yeah. So I, well, I think yes. What do you think? I was I was going back to that comment. Um, of, uh, I'm afraid of of sounding mechanical, and when I listened to to some CDs that I recorded uh, when I was getting used to playing with a click, I I can identify pretty quickly what the first two tracks were. Uh, oh yeah, that I recorded in the studio. Yeah. Because with without having a whole lot of experience playing to a click at that time, uh, it, it's it's almost like um, playing beat whack a mole or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it can stress you out if you aren't used to it. Oh yeah, and stri- make the music sound a little stressed. I think. Yeah, I've been learning a lot about that lately yeah, I think too. So, but... About like when you realize you're a little behind, barely adjusting, knowing that you'll catch back up in two measures rather than yes. correct it. and that. I used yeah. to think I would never be able to do, and lately, I just make a subtle correction and trust, and I know it'll line up. Now, Dan, the funny thing is, when I get when I'm back lined up with the click, like right before that, I should start slowing down barely, so that by the time I arrive on the click, it doesn't sound like I just slowed down a little. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Well, I think that's where... So if I was practicing... Yeah. So so if you're practicing something in four, and it's about one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, you, and you get really good at that, you should probably set your metronome up so that it's going four times as slow. Right. And take out most of the beats. That's yeah. right. So that so that you just you feel longer phrases. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't need you don't benefit from that that uh, con- that constant reminder. You need it to be less. That's right. You you might need it to learn it, but then you got to start taking it out. Yeah. So you yep. you guys know what I got recently over the last two months? <laughs> I got this drum. Is it the simplex or the complex version? No, no, no. no. This is the simple story. If that's what you mean. Oh, okay. Uh, I got a drum set, and um, that is so cool. Slowly, because there's a part of me ever since high school that's felt like inferior rhythmically because of there's percussionists out there you know and uh i just i've always wanted to have a better grip of rhythm and it's really been great uh, um i've actually had a couple drum lessons some of these exercises i'm doing are changing the way i strum the dulcimer uh oh, that's cool they're, ch- wow. they're changing the way that i play the piano especially I've always struggled with the piano of having, when I'm improvising, you know, I'll be doing an ostinato in the left hand, some repeating figure, and then my right hand is soloing, but that ostinato often falls apart. And I'm finding after working on rhythm intensely that that ostinato is staying 80, 90% there or better. So there's this one exercise I'm doing. I'm There's like 50 variations or a thousand variations. Hey. Sorry, you did this to me earlier, and I think it was useful. What was that? Define ostinato for people. I did already. Was I not listening yeah. to that? It's okay. I wasn't. We don't always Sorry. listen to each other. It's okay. Um, so this exercise is... He really did? Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Aaron's laughing, shaking his head. <laughs> now, Dan, if you... So you, I, should, I should edit this out. No, 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 no. But no. no. I'm not going to. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I could do a better job of it. My understanding is you take a repeating musical idea, and like on piano, I put that in the left hand, and while that idea goes over and over, it might be something like, and then in the right hand, I'm improvising over that, you know, or something. Um, but there's this one thing I want you guys to do for a second. Um, Aaron, you're going to say... yeah. You're going to say out loud what you're doing with your feet. And what you're doing with your okay. feet is left, right, left, right, left, right. Left, right. And I just want you yeah. to say that out loud. And what Aaron is saying is quarter notes, Dan. But Dan, on the eighth notes, what you're going to do is you're going to say right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. So Aaron's going to oh, be going left, right. Left, right, and you're going right, left, right, right, left, right, right, left, right, 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 left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left, right, left, 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 right, 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 that's great. So when you're playing drums, you've got you got a hi hat on your left foot, you got the kick on your right foot, you got two hands. So there's all these exercises to train your limbs to function independently. Um, 
this has really been fixing some parts of me where when I try to go execute something, I just stutter mentally or physically. So I'm enjoying the heck out of this. Um, and like I said, when I get back to piano or dulcimer, I'm, things are different. Um, I'm also noticing when I listen to rhythms, I have a little better ear, just a tiny bit better ear than usual. Um, because drummers, I used to think were like perfect. I'll now hear these little variations and I, it kind of makes me feel better about myself a little bit, you know, um, Steve Pacoro. How do you say his name? Pacaro. Um, he was the studio drummer in the eighties that was so famous. You guys clearly don't know what I'm talking about. No, I know the name. Steve Gadd is like when I think of drummers that are the best. That's who comes to mind. Anyway, so, and then something else I've learned. You know when you hear somebody play with brushes on a drum set? So, yeah, brushes, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wire brush. Do you know what these used to be like 100 years ago? Oh, let me guess. They were for horses. Well, I don't know if it was exactly 100 years ago, but it was before the widespread usage of plastic. And I realize plastic's been around a long time. But these were actually fly swatters, supposedly. I don't know if this is true or not. And then these drummers said, man, this really works. But now only drummers use them, you know. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's really cool. It's it's an awesome sound, too. Uh, So, so Steve, I've been dying to know. Uh, You said that it's been changing how you strum or pick the dulcimer. How so? Okay. Well, the ostinato thing is more the piano, but for the dulcimer. Right. I've, on the drums, I, I don't know the technical term for this, but you know, your downstroke is when you hit the drum. Maybe I do know the technical term. And your upstroke is where you're coming up. Uh-huh. I think good musicians pay attention to both the down and the up on the drums, you know, not only that physical motion that's going to strike the drum, but also that following physical motion where you're coming up. And Uh sometimes in music, we have the luxury of really making both of those be very complimentary. Other times, maybe it doesn't work so well, but... I've really liked on the mountain dulcimer. I'm thinking more about my anti movements. <laughs> I don't know what you want to call them. It, Hand, anti. No, that's not. That's not it. <laughs> it's um, like, for instance, if I was going to hit out on the bass, and then I'm going to go in in the air, and then go out yeah. on the bass again. That in in the air, if that's sloppy. There's a chance that the following out will not be quite right. If I can make that in be more accurate, in, 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 I think it makes the audible portions more accurate. But I am, there are exceptions. But I'm just seeing with the drums, it's making me think about those movements that aren't producing a sound but are measuring out the time. Oh, okay. So with my left foot on the hi-hat, when do you lift? You, you know you know how to go down on the pedal, but when do you go up? A 16th note before the down? An 8th note before the down? Sometimes um, it might just be a flinch where you do it right before the down. So 
thinking about cross picking, flat picking, it's just taking me a little deeper. Which is why I, I love I learning Steve? other instruments because of it, it. It always brings me back to dulcimer. So, <clears throat> I think there's the thing that it adds that the mechanics of using your feet, and I don't know how this applies to strumming because I'm not good at that. But you might be playing something that's even, but the mechanics need to be dotted. Does that make sense? Oh, to be I able know. To play okay, one so, rhythm against another, look, you've got to be able. Something might be going da 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 da, but to hit that next one da 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 da, to hit that next one one two three four one two three four one, you got to do drumsticks it. or yeah, it's got to be a quick thing. Yeah, so you, let's you say you're doing to go and one to load. Okay, well you don't here's have all the that thing: and space. When I'm doing a bunch of eighth notes, every once in a while they'll have to be that preceding 16th note movement yeah so it's like even though you don't hear the bah right and so, the but, so anyway it's i think it's just taking me deeper in the rhythm and i need that and i'm thankful for that i don't have Steve, i think you're onto something huge actually yeah. i think that's an interesting concept that could be developed i didn't think i was to, onto something to, huge though <laughs> no but there's something to practice so let's say i mean it might be a good thing to have a student practice what we're going to do and i know you guys have both done this try to get people to anticipate the one because you find that i found that a lot of students sort of don't have a sense of when they're starting they just kind of start and so they're sort of they're not just ignoring metronomes they're ignoring you when you count them in right you know so you got to get them used to one two three four now you know that's when you want to play might be an interesting exercise to try to get them to do that now, thinking a 16th ahead, an eighth note ahead, or a full beat ahead. So that whatever their load motion is, like on a with sticks, you know, it's the upstroke, or with strumming, it's lifting your arm or lifting your pick. You could have it keep it in the down position hmm. <clears throat> until a certain time. So one, two, three, up, down, that's where they played, or one, two, three three up down i can't do it one and two and three up down all right in order to do that you had to subdivide differently uh yeah you or one e and a two e and a three e and a up and down you know but then there's other things here's the deal aaron with cross picking sometimes you can take a movement that's preceding an audible movement and you can subdivide and put it right in time yeah, and sometimes you'll say you'll see that 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 makes an improvement, but there's these other things where I think to myself, wait, that's not going to work. I just need to do this pre-movement as quick as possible. You know, there's this there's this little frustrating time where I I I'm just trying to get the fast, cool stuff to be more accurate. You know, things like. Uh, you know, all the little rhythm things in there. I. I sometimes pay attention to the big places rhythmically, but the little pockets of complexity where you're cramming together a bunch of fast stuff, I'm not like, I, I want to zoom in with my microscope and, and make that stuff a little tighter. Part of me though, listening to some of the best drummers in the world, I don't, maybe you get to a point where you're good enough, <laughs> you know, you'd, I, maybe I'd be better time better. But anyway, for me right now, uh, this has been good. And I wanted to share something else with y'all. 
Um, Wait, before you can you hold that? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's true. What's up? I I want to hear, and I know you don't do this, and I'm not meaning to put pressure on you. But I would be sad if I thought you were spending a whole lot of time trying to perfect that and not producing full full works. That's what to, I just said. You heard Steve. me say that, right? <laughs> Can you explain an ostinato to me, please? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't, no, I didn't hear it. I was listening intently to you, and that's not what I got out well, of Well, I'm it. just saying that... That you get to a point where you think maybe I'm good enough on this thing, and I had to spend more time completing projects. Yeah, by projects though, I want to hear Steve. Okay, well here's the problem. I like to play, and I like to eat, and I like to sleep, <laughs> and I like to laugh with people. But as far as being super driven to come out with an album every eighteen months, and that's I know I should do that. I know part of me wants to, but really I just like playing. And you you can't I don't have the luxury of just being able to play. You know, I really just want to improvise all the time. I just you know, but yes, I yeah, anyway. Are you trying to make me feel bad? I told him not. So r- real quick, I, I have mixed feelings whenever someone says, I wanna hear Aaron. Yeah, the essence of Aaron. Yeah, the, even the, the essence. Oh, even good for you, Aaron. Aaron. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Aaron. Yeah. Thank you. Because, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Somebody call me a snowflake as quickly as possible. <laughs> All right, cupcake. Uh, hey, Dan. Dan, when you play that 5-4, I hear what you're going for, but I really want to hear. <laughs> I really want to hear more Dan. I want to hear more Dan. You know what I mean, Danny? I want more Danny. But at the same time, like... Uh, there's part of me that kind of agrees like i want another steve seaford album yeah well yeah i I did 300 youtube videos go listen to them all (laughs) i think i think your next album is gonna be a whole lot of talking i'm just gonna gonna talk the whole time can i please (laughs) share with you something interesting yes (laughs) you had a second point steve um yeah you know what's funny Never mind. I'm not going to share that. Okay, so <clears throat> check this idea out. I'm going to do all flipped shapes. So I'm going to start on the bass with a 200. Then I'm going to do a 321, a 432, a 533, 6.544, 7.55. Eight seven six and a half, and then end on a nine seven seven. Now, as, so what I've got there is on the melody string, I'm doing oh one two three four five six and a half seven, just a major scale on the melody string. On the other two strings, I'm putting any shape that'll work, basically. Um, but I'm doing L slant slant. L, 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 slant, L. Um, And we've heard stuff like that a lot. But here's this neat thing I've been learning. I'm going to add one note to that major scale. So instead of this, I'm going to add an additional note to this. And Dan, this is like a bebop major scale. So I'm going to add 
a note between the fifth and sixth of the scale. Okay. So D, E, F sharp, G, A, B. I messed up. D, E, F sharp, G, A, B flat, B, C sharp, D. So, and I've been learning this from piano. I want to now put a chord shape with each one of those. But what I'm going to do is on the first note of the scale, I'm going to put a diatonic normal chord. Anything you would expect might go with it. Um, and specifically, I'm going to do this. On the first note of the scale, I'm going to do the one chord of the key. So that's a D major. And I'm going to do this every time I get to a chord tone. So I'm going to have a D major with the D, the F sharp, the A, the B, and then the D again. Listen to this. But in between those, those other notes of the scale that I just left out, I don't know how to explain this. I am going to put the equivalent of an A dominant seven flat nine on every one of those. It's it's important to note really quick for anyone trying to follow along at home. Steve's playing a chromatic. Oh, uh, let's point that out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna say that's why I'm not following, <laughs> but that's not really why. So the chords you're gonna hear are this. You're gonna hear um, D A dominant seven flat nine. No, I did that wrong. Hang on, don't give up, guys. D major, A dominant seven flat nine, and you're gonna hear that over and over. It'll sound like this, like that. While okay. I'm playing this major scale with that additional note, and I can't do this fast, but listen to this neat sound that goes back a hundred years or more. So you're probably thinking, what is he talking about? If you listen to old jazz, every once in a while when there's a major six or a major seven, you'll hear somebody do this super fast. It's a chord melody sound that just sounds magical. Um, you can also do the exact thing if you just lower the thirds. And so here's the scale for that one. And I found out in a lot of old jazz, the minor scale was this. So it's it's like a major scale with a lowered third. Yeah. And then you add that that flat six. So you can, can also I add what do you taught me. You can also do this with a. Anyway, but before you say anything, let me wrap this up. This is a type of chord melody hmm. that doesn't work everywhere, but it works for major seven chords, and it works for the old minor sound, which is um, melodic minor sound. And I, 
I want to get better at this on the dulcimer. I think it's really classy when done fast. I can't do it fast now. But um, hmm. you asked what I've been working on. I got. I That's saw cool. this in a piano book. There's a guy, Rick Beato, B-E-A-T-O, on YouTube, who's been doing some really wild um, instruction for theory and jazz and keyboard recording, all kinds of stuff. Um, but also Aaron May, we worked on this when she was here. We we played did it for like two hours together. So what was your thought, Dan? Well, I remember you, you teaching me, and I thought it was one of the neatest things I ever learned from you, that if you play that scale yeah, uh, in, in swing, it puts all the important, it puts all the non-important notes, but the odd color notes on upbeats. On the ands, and right. The, and Yeah, and it puts all the major notes on the heavy beats, so it always sounds good. So it's so usually we think of a scale as having seven notes, but these are eight-note scales. Uh, listen, these are bebop dominant. I love these. And it does. It puts a chord tone on every out. And it's it's one of the secrets of some really cool fast jazz stuff. So somebody out there might be thinking, I don't want to play jazz. I don't want to play a chromatic dulcimer. I don't want to play drum set. I don't want to play with a play metronome. Pig rag. <laughs> but all this stuff that I do when I get back to the diatonic, it all of it makes me more capable. It helps me relax. It helps me be more creative. It helps me have more fun. That's why I'm doing it. It was cool. I, yeah. If I, if I never told you thanks for that, that was one of the more interesting things I ever learned from you. Dan, you are welcome, my friend. Thank you for giving sharing your a bit of you with me. <laughs> I've noticed something when I tell people, like I'll be talking face to face with somebody and they really like my normal dulcimer stuff, you know. And then I'll say something to them like, I'm playing drum set. And there's a couple comments that come up regularly. And it could be a penny whistle, it could be anything. Somebody will say, Oh, but I I would hate for you to stop playing dulcimer. They always say that. <laughs> and then uh, I guess the other thing is not what they say. It's their eyes. They look disappointed that I'm playing another instrument. But I, I think that's funny. It's like we are dulcimer people. I mean, I'm dedicated, but there's almost a fear. I've had this fear. Somebody I really like starts doing something different, and I'm just afraid they're going to quit doing the thing I like. But my goodness. Well, yeah, I've gotten that a little bit with uh, guitar. Oh um, yeah, but but actually, it's been it's been really cool lately. Um, I wish I could remember where it was. Um, uh, but. This happened twice at festivals where I didn't show up with a guitar, and the festival director said they were disappointed. Uh, and they were like, I was really hoping you were going to play a fingerstyle guitar piece. Oh, that's interesting. Concert. Well, it depends yeah, on the festival, know. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And if we're hired as, if we're hired to speak French at a French festival, they would be disappointed if we came in speaking German, I guess. But maybe I guess. not a great we, metaphor. We could, <laughs> we could only guess. Boys, we've done it. Yay. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do the reveal now that uh, we recorded a podcast on 
Tuesday of this week. Today's Thursday, <laughs> August 31st. We tried three times. We got 10 yep. minutes into it. Two days ago. Some... Yeah, two days ago. What happened? You know, I hadn't done it in a while, <laughs> and it felt good to just blab and not worry about saying all the right things. But we were worried the whole time. We're done. Hey, yeah. if you want to know, say we should go out. We should go out all playing the things that we that we. Uh, all at the same time, the right. I'll play my thing. You play your bebop. That's thing. a great idea. Hey, Dan, yeah. could you play a little softer? Oh, I'm tired of hearing that from you. All right, I'm gonna play as loud as I can, Steve. And I'm gonna use my concrete hammers. Woohoo! <laughs> all right, go team. All right, let's all count in at the same right. time. Ready? One, One two, two, three, three four, four, five. Four.